the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Verse 5, you've got bond servants, or we would say employees. Verse 9, you have masters, or we would say employers. Again, this whole thing begins with verse 18. Be filled with the Spirit. That's where we're going to start. That's step number one. Now that you're filled with the Spirit, now we can give some instructions to the wife. And now we can give instructions to the husband. And now we can give instructions to the kids and to the parents and to the employee and to the employer. But these are Spirit-filled people that these are instructions are given to. Do you ever look at the instructions in the Bible and feel like you'll never measure up? Maybe you're the husband with the drive to succeed, but you keep forgetting to give up your life for your wife. Maybe you're a kid trying to honor your parents, but you've got a temper. Pastor Dan has some really great news for you today. Because you can't make the holy life happen on your own, God has given you His Spirit to help you. You can, when you are filled with the Spirit, grow to be more like Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel, chapter 2, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. look at verse 19 again. Verse 19. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. The evil I will not to do, that I practice. I'm not doing the good that I want to do, and I'm I'm actually doing evil. I'm practicing that. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I've got this sin nature in my flesh. I find then a law that Evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Verse 24, here it is. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Paul comes to the end of himself. He comes to the end of trying to live the Christian life in his own strength, and his own ability. He's no longer asking, how do I do this? In verse 24, he asks, who? Who will deliver me from this body of death? Paul finally comes to the place where he's looking for someone else. Someone other than himself. To do it for him. Someone outside of himself. Paul goes through this process where he realizes, I can't do this. I can't do this Christian life in my own flesh, in my own strength. I keep failing. I need someone else to do it for me. And the who Paul is looking for is the Holy Spirit. That's the who. Look at verse 1 of chapter 8. 
There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I've tried it in the flesh. I've tried doing it in my own strength. I've tried all the formulas. I've tried all the methods. I've read all the books. I've done all the lists. And I keep failing. Walking in the flesh doesn't work. I need a who. I need someone else that can do it for me in their power, not my power, because my power fails. And the who is the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Of your note taker, in chapters 1 to 7 of Romans, Paul mentions the Holy Spirit a total of four times. Four times in seven chapters. In chapter 8, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 18 times in one chapter. The who is the Holy Spirit. That's, that is the key to the Christian life. The Holy Spirit. Listen, if you try to live the Christian life in your own strength, you will fail. Because in your flesh dwells nothing good. And look at verse 1 again. You'll feel condemned all the time if you try to walk in the flesh and live out the Christian life in your own strength and your own ability instead of in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm a lousy Christian. I'm such a terrible husband. I'm such a failure. I'm so inconsistent in my Christian life. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, do you really think you can be made perfect in your flesh? You need to be endued with power from on high. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the third person of the Godhead to fill you up. You need to be clothed with his power. And, and stop trying your own power. Because it'll fail. You're powerless in and of yourself. Now, let's go over to Galatians. Galatians 5. To the right. Galatians chapter 5. Now, Paul mentioned this walking in the spirit in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Those that walk in the spirit instead of, in contrast to, walking in the flesh. Paul tried walking in the flesh and he failed. Now he's walking in the spirit in Romans chapter 8. And here he talks about walking in the spirit. And I want you to see what he says in verse 16. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. He says, I say then, it's like a British guy. I say then, you know, I say then, walk in the spirit. And you shall not, look at this promise. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit. Now he talks about being led by the spirit. You are not under the law. He says walk in the spirit. What does that mean? 
Walking in the Spirit means to be completely yielded to and controlled by the Holy Spirit. You know, being filled with the Spirit, if I'm filled with the Spirit, it's all the Holy Spirit. Again, it's not half the Holy Spirit and half Dan. I'm filled with the Spirit. If I'm walking in the Spirit, I have yielded, and it's intentional, and it's moment by moment, sometimes it's second by second, where you're intentionally yielding control to the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. And the promise is, if you do that, the promise is, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's quite a promise. And he tells us in verse 17, look at this. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. That's why you always fail. If if you're depending upon your flesh and your ability and your own strength to live out the Christian life. Well, your flesh doesn't want to do what the spirit wants to do. Your flesh never wants to do what the spirit wants to do. You don't believe me tonight when you go to bed and you're laying in bed, take your Bible with you. Lay in bed and read your Bible. And see how long it takes you to fall asleep. A couple minutes. Because your flesh is saying, we don't want to read the Bible. Let's just go to sleep. Now you lay in bed and you turn on a movie. You can binge watch you know, something all night long. Yeah, the flesh is like, yeah, I like this. And that's something. The flesh never wants to do what the spirit wants to do. And Romans 7, we're trying to live out the Christian life in the flesh. And the flesh doesn't want to do it. The flesh wants to do the opposite of what the spirit wants to do. It's always contrary. So the, the, you're, you're depending upon something that is working against you. In the Christian life. And then he talks about if we're we're led by the Spirit. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead us instead of allowing the flesh to lead us. And he tells us in verse 19 what the works of the flesh are. This is, if you walk in the flesh, this is what it's going to produce. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions. Jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. I like that he adds adds that little phrase, and the like. In case you're thinking, well, my thing's not in the list. I'm off the hook. Well, and the like. You get the idea is what he's saying. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's writing to believers. And he's saying, if you walk in the flesh, this is what the flesh is going to produce, and your life is going to be no different from a non-believer who's going to hell. It's going to look exactly the same. There's no power there. There's no dynamic there. There's no Holy Spirit there. There's no, you know, your life will be a witness for Christ. Because you're walking in the flesh. And your life looks just like the guy living next door. But the fruit of the Spirit, this is what the Spirit will produce. If you walk in the Spirit... Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. 
And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Verse 25, if we live in the spirit, live in the spirit. You live in your house. You're in your house all the time. It's where you live. And here he's talking about Christians living in the spirit. Filled with the spirit all the time. That's the normal Christian life. That's not the unusual exception for the missionary on the foreign field. That guy's filled with the spirit. He's got to be. No, the normal Christian life is to just live in the spirit, to be filled with the spirit. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Remember Ephesians 5, 18, be continually filled with the Spirit. We live in the Spirit. We walk in the Spirit. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. I want to give you, we're almost finished, and I just want to give you like a practical Example of the necessity of being filled with the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, back in chapter 1, if you remember, we talked about this last week. Back in chapter 1, he told the Ephesians, you're sealed with the Spirit. Now he's saying, be filled with the Spirit. It's two different things. Being sealed with the Spirit is different from being filled with the Spirit. And here he commands them. It's an imperative. It's a command. Be filled with the Spirit. And it's in the present tense. The idea is be continually filled with the Spirit. Be constantly filled with the Spirit. It's not a one-time thing. Be filled all the time with the Spirit. Or as we saw in Galatians, live in the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit constantly. So that's the command here in verse 18. And if you're familiar with... Ephesians here in chapter 5, if you look at verses 22 to 33, there, there are instructions for the marriage relationship. Verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of that wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so that the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Verse 25, the instruction to the husband. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church And gave himself for her. But this instruction is to spirit-filled Christians. This passage begins in verse 18. Be filled with the spirit. Now he's saying to someone who's filled with the spirit. Wives, submit submit to your husband. You spirit-filled wife, submit to your husband. You spirit-filled husband. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. It goes on. Look at chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on 
the earth. This is to a spirit-filled child. A child who was filled with the Holy Spirit. To that child, that child should obey his spirit. I'm not saying another a child who's not filled should disobey. I'm saying this is an, okay, you're filled with the Spirit. Now that you're filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to give you power. That your life may be a witness to others. In the way that you obey your parents. And then it goes on. Verse 4, fathers. Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. But bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. This is spoken to a spirit-filled father. Verse 5, you've got bond servants. Or we would say employees. Verse 9, you have masters. Or we would say employers. Again, this whole thing begins with verse 18. Be filled with the spirit. That's where we're going to start. That's step number one. Now that you're filled with the Spirit, now we can give some instructions to the wife. And now we can give instructions to the husband. And now we can give instructions to the kids and to the parents and to the employee and to the employer. But these are Spirit-filled people that these are instructions are given to. If you, if you just say to a wife, submit to your husband, or just say to a husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church, you're skipping the first step. The most important step, be filled with the Spirit. Now that you're filled with the Spirit, now you're not walking in the flesh, you're walking in the Spirit. Now, to that person who's Spirit-filled, here's instruction. You know what happens? And here's, I'm telling you, these kinds of verses are given to Christians without verse 18. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. And so on, just through the whole chapter here, into chapter 6. And you know what happens when you do that? You ever try to tell someone who's not filled with the Spirit these these instructions? You're going to see one of two reactions. They're going to have self-condemnation, right? Remember Romans chapter 8, verse 1? There's no condemnation for those who walk in the Spirit. But for those who are walking in the flesh, there's going to be condemnation because their flesh is going to fail. So you give this kind of instruction without the filling of the spirit part of it to someone and they're not filled with the spirit. One response might be self-condemnation. I'm a terrible husband. I do such a lousy job loving my wife. Or I don't, I don't, I don't do a good job submitting to my husband. Or, you know, and, and, and there's, there's going to be that response. This just this condemnation. I'm a terrible Christian. Or the second reaction you're going to get is the person's going to get taller. What do you mean I need to submit to my husband? What do you mean I need to love my wife as Christ loves? You know what kind of wife she is? Flesh. Flesh. You have to be filled with the Spirit. You have to be filled with the Spirit. You know, Lloyd Ogilvie who was the chaplain of the United States Senate, said, sadly, many Christians settle for only two-thirds of God and never have this filling of the Spirit being endued with power on high, from on high, so that they can live the Christian life, not in their own strength, not in their own ability, but in the power of the Spirit. I just want to look at 
two more verses. John chapter 7. And then we'll finish with this. John chapter 7, beginning in verse 37. And on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit. whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. You know, what the, you know what the qualification is for the baptism with the Holy Spirit or being filled with the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it? Thirst. Realizing your need. Just like Paul in Romans chapter 7 coming to the place where you say, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Recognizing that in my flesh dwells no good thing. And I can't do it in the power of my flesh. I can't do it in my own strength, my own abilities. I need God. I need the power of God in my life. And just thirsting for God, thirsting for the power of God, thirsting for the presence of God. God, fill me up. I fall short. Fill me up with you. And Lord, give me your power. Enable me. I need you. And the last verse, you don't have to turn there, but it's in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. There Jesus said that the Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And again, he's not talking about salvation. We don't ask for the Holy Spirit at salvation. You know, we ask for our sins to be forgiven. But the Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. We need To be filled with the Spirit, to live the Christian life, we need the Spirit's power. We need to be endued with power from on high to live the Christian life. And if you're thirsting for that, you're thirsting for the presence of God in your life, you're tired, you're frustrated of failing in your flesh, you're tired of trying to figure out how to do it, and you realize, I don't need a how, I need a who. I need someone else to do it for me because I I can't do it. And all you have to do is ask the Father. And your Father loves you and He will give the Holy Spirit to you and fill you with His Spirit and give you His power. Lord, we thank You for these verses and Lord, we pray that You would just make sense of it all in our hearts, and our minds, and for those of us here that, that recognize and realize that we can't do it in our own strength, or our own ability, that we're just going to constantly fail. Lord, I pray that we would abandon our reliance on our flesh and on ourselves, Lord, and really just thirst for you to fill us presence and with your power and that it would be your power working in our lives to make us Christ-like and we pray these things in Jesus name amen he asked me how I know and I say bring truth
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Joel, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. After reading some of the passages in Joel, you might think he just stepped out of a horror movie. The images that come to mind are in some ways hard to visualize but also sound really horrible. It's not something you want to be around for, and that's part of the purpose of this book. It's sent as a warning of what's to come. Many people may think that God's cruel and unfair for even enacting these type of events, but the truth is, God's giving a fair warning that He wants people to turn from their wicked ways and turn to Him for salvation. When people willfully reject His saving grace, consequences are bound to come. Do you understand what this saving grace means? If not, would you call us and get some more clarity on God's salvation? Our number is 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk to you about this life-altering decision that will ultimately rescue you from the things talked about in the book of Joel. If you'd prefer to research what saving grace means on your own, Go to calvaryec.com and find out what we believe the Bible says under the About tab. You can email us too. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. Join us for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.